Welcome to It's Never Boring with Kaylee Loring, a special series from the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast, where author Kaylee Loring sits down and chats about all sorts of things with the narrators of her audiobooks. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the chaos. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 13, Part 2, the first episode of It's Never Boring with Katie Loring, brought to you by the Audiobook Loving Podcast. Today, Kaylee continues to interrogate, I mean, <laughs> chat with guest narrator Zachary Weber. This episode also includes Zachary answering questions that were collected from fans and readers slash listeners in Kayleeville, Kaylee's reader group, and Zach's audio crew, his official fan group. On with the show. So you had mentioned in that last AF Live thing that I saw that you are starting to produce audiobooks now? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm starting to take on like ACX projects and um, do some royalty shares and things like that. I figured it would, I can now, um, you know, there was a lot of opportunity to do that early on. And then I was like, oh yeah, why not? And then I was like, people I didn't know and I didn't really know what I was doing and I was like there was more than I could handle because I didn't know all the ins and outs of recording now I know all of it so it's like why the fuck not um and you know I know what authors are my friends and who I like and who's down to do it and and sort of how to go about doing it so yeah it should be fun who's DTP down to produce yeah (laughs) okay And then so you uh, and you have an engineer that you work with and that it's basically just organizing shit. Yeah, um, I I have a studio that I've been going to for months now. That's really it's close to me and like I'm pals with the, with the people that work there and oh, okay. makes it easy. And they're, you know, it's a, it's a matter of like cost and comfort. And uh, now that I have that might as well. Um, I planned on like building building out my own studio last year but like it was in a friend's house and there's gonna be a lot of money mm-hmm. i was like i don't know i want to do this for in a situation that's not entirely permanent and of course now i live in an apartment that i like i can do music stuff and do like quick one-off things like little vo things but i can't do an audiobook here um so you know the studio is great for that <clears throat> well, that's good yeah. uh so i want to talk about your band night darling which i love the name mm. Night Darling is very evocative. Did you come up with that or? Um, we were originally called Night And, and I found that when I told people that- Like night comma and? Not even comma, just night and. Um, okay. And <laughs> I found that when I told people that at a loud party, they thought I was <laughs> night and. And yep. uh, that it, it's not right, just right, that, and. it's also because it doesn't fucking mean anything. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not evocative. (laughs) It was just kind of cool. Um, so like we, I mean, kind of, yeah, so thank fuck we decided to change it before we ever put it on uh, online anywhere. Um, but okay. So it was like, you had already come up, you had already written songs and recorded songs. We were like a, we were like almost a year, I would say almost a year into recording. So we like, very oh, wow. nearly had an album structure out. And then I was like, do you guys think we should change this stupid fucking name? And <laughs> adding Lucas. <laughs> Lucas. Well, that's a good time to do it, I guess. Right. And Lucas, my producer and synth player and Addie, my fellow lyricist and singer. Yes. We just sat down and we just, we started going through words and <laughs> we are like, cause we wanted night. It has to be night. It's very, yeah. it's a night. We, we knew that there was an essence of night. Um, and then like, you know, because we have like a pseudo folky sound at times we finally landed on darling. And then it's like, Oh, that has a double entendre to it. It's uh, it's, it's like, it, it feels a little bit insidious, but also feels a little bit homey. So it's just, it ended up working out for that reason. Yeah, no, it's perfect. I, when you had posted those first two songs a year ago, the um, Sheriff's Ballad and Stay Away, I had just, watched the movie drive a couple of times recently and i got such a drive vibe from those songs especially sheriff's ballad and like when i was listening to them i just pictured myself driving along sun sunset like on the east side of la for some reason but but yeah your music is very evocative like that too and i 
I think it should be on soundtracks. That would be pretty cinematic. So great. Um, <laughs> that's like <laughs> the only way to make music, uh, to make money as a musician now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I know. Um, so, but if there wasn't a pandemic right now, like where would you want to be performing? Like you, you would release the full album and tour to support it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the goal was, cause we knew that we had like power and performance. So we were playing like, I, I, I was our, our booking agent. I was just hitting up all my other artist friends, and really? hitting up all these venues. And we were, we played a show every month for six months. Um, we did a couple backyard things too. And it felt like a real, uh, you know, a f- sort of a fun, exciting force was happening. And and then, because like none of us have like a big online following. So like we couldn't exactly go like, bam, 100,000 people listen to this right now. So it was like mm-hmm. a matter of uh, local kiss and tell. And, <laughs> and then I was <laughs> dramatically halted last year. Um, mm-hmm. But for that reason, it's, I don't know, it's given us, I think it's given us some time to like really delve into uh, what we want to do and then release the singles and, you know, just mm-hmm. drive up some interest that way. But once things are back, like we are going to absolutely be playing shows. Um, and are you, are you mostly doing like the sort of whole Silver Lake? Yeah. I mean, like, kind of general area? local LA circuit, like we're not probably not going to play a show on the West side unless it's like definite paying gig. Um, but like we played shows in Hollywood and, and, and in, you know, Los Angeles, Silver Lake Echo Park. Um, sure. So we'll, we'll, we'll see where it goes. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Do though. you do, or did you do like covers live yeah. or like, do yeah, you, we did. A what cover. songs do you cover? I want to know. So, uh, we covered blue Monday. We did like, you know, basic, oh, basic wow. big time new wave hits. Um, uh, mm-hmm. when Depeche mode made rock and roll hall of fame, we did enjoy the silence at our last show. Um, oh. we covered Radiohead, we covered, um, what else? Those are the ones I really remember. Oh, we covered, uh, the police, every breath you take, but did a, like a, you know, a new wavy version. Um, mm-hmm. Oh my God. I would love to hear that. an electronic, uh, tone. And that was fun. Um, and we, but we did, <laughs> I don't know if I should say it cause it's like kind of a reveal. We would Rick roll everybody. <laughs> so right in the middle of Blue Monday, I'd be like, "Never gonna give you up." Like we would just transition <laughs> nice. right into "Never gonna give you up," and then back into like dark, scary Blue Monday. Um, <laughs> it's so funny that you said that because of something that's gonna come later. Oh, <laughs> I was like, like oh, but it's not because I actually ended up cutting that lyric. But never mind. Okay. So I do you know the song "Fade Into You" by Mazzy Star? Of course, I've been listening to a lot of Mazzy Star recently. Can you do a cover of that <laughs> for me when you perform? Sure. I think that would sound great, like with Addie's voice. Yeah, and absolutely. Sound. I think we should just, that would be a fun thing to cover, just to cover. Because, I mean, there's got to be, I mean, every time, I mean, I mean, I mean, every time, <laughs> sorry. I, have, I mean, I mean, I mean. Anytime I catch myself doing, like, one phrase repeatedly, I have to make fun of myself for it. Um <laughs> I like the idea of doing like, so I really liked covering every breath you take because the yeah. song from a time when electronic music is huge, but it's, it's got no electronics on it. You know, they're, they're a rock band. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, Matt, Mazzy star is very much that way where they're like, they're true to form folk music. So I would love to mm-hmm. see what they sound like, what that song sounds like as an electronic song. I think it'd be pretty great. But if you record it and release it, that's because you would actually have to pay for the rights. Whereas like when you're doing it at a venue, the venue covers that, right? Oh yeah. I mean, no, if we were doing it live, no, no problem. Like, (laughs) um, but yeah, but I'm just saying like, you can, I mean, you can release a cover as long as you make no fucking money from it. But you know, if you release a full cover, then as far as I know, um because like every time we publish a song there's an option to be like is this a cover so i imagine that means like you can publish a cover you just won't receive a dime um but you know you can gain a lot of interest that way yeah for sure oh that's interesting do you have a do you have like a go-to karaoke song (laughs) um no i always have this terrible thing where i like i'll be singing in the car and then i'll be like ah, i should put that on a karaoke 
list, <laughs> like a list of songs that I should do in karaoke. I like that you're thinking about it. Yeah, and then I never end up writing it down. Um, so I always, I always end up being like, ah, fuck, what am I gonna do when I get to karaoke? And then either it goes like, bring down the house, really good job, what a surprise! Thank God I was able to sing that. Or I entirely fuck it up and do something that's wildly out of my range and sounds stupid with me singing it. And I had too many beers, so my voice sucks and I can't see. So, <laughs> um, but I once did, I once sang Kiss by Prince and like did like oh. a, like hardcore danced big time to it. And that was my good home. thing you had that training. Yeah, right. That's hot. this was like right after college and I was at my hometown at my like the local dive where like karaoke was a big deal and I did it and it's that that was a house bringer downer um but I don't think I've I bet they're still talking about it <laughs> yeah probably not <laughs> I mean I mean I mean um so but you're you're like really into country music like what singers are you super into oh um I, i'm always uh I, my go-to is is outlaw country i still have love in my heart and always will for like big 90s superstar country like jackson <laughs> and mm -hmm. i even love shania little reba little vince gill um did you go to their concerts or no, no, I just like, you know, we went to the same barbecue restaurant every Wednesday and they have huge big screens <laughs> where they play CMT all day. So like it was ingrained in my head, no matter what I would go and have like a sausage po' boy with onions and fries. <laughs> and then the Alan Jackson. Uh. Um, but, uh, but more recently in the last, you know, five or six years i was like oh my god there's another world of country out there between hank Williams mm -hmm. and you know now i don't even fucking know what's happening now i don't care at all except for some of the alt <laughs> stuff um but like yeah i mean do you like alt because i i like like whiskey town do you know this oh you the podcast no uh, whiskey town the band i don't know who that is i know i like casey musgraves and sturgill simpson that's the only like current country i know really Huh. And I like that Wh a lot. Okay. Whiskey Town was Ryan Ad Adams' band. Oh. Do, do you know who Ryan, Ryan Adams is? Of course. Is? I'm <laughs> the news now for not good things. <laughs> yeah. I've never, I've never, I didn't know about Whiskey Town. Um, it sounds like it's a country podcast. <laughs> so I, that's my bad. Um, but yeah, all the outlaws, like Waylon is my number one favorite. I love Willie and Johnny Cash, obviously, but um yeah, stuff of the 60s and 70s is most of my favorite country comes from then. Very cool. Okay, so now we're entering the fun and games part oh. of, of It's Never Boring with Kaylee. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is uh, make these cheesy song lyrics sound like sexy dialogue. Because <clears throat> I'm guessing like sometimes you romance narrators are called upon to say something like, I mean, I know you're called upon to make like dirty things yes. sound hot yeah. all the time but occasionally i'm guessing you have to make some like pretty awkward dialogue <laughs> <laughs> and uh can you make these song lyrics sexy and swoony so i will tell you the lines and you repeat them and make them sound hot and or swoony you don't know, you don't know you're beautiful. That's what makes you beautiful. You don't know. You don't know you're beautiful. And that's what makes you beautiful. Oh my God. <laughs> I actually, I'm like, Gary. That was really Gary, good. That <laughs> <sighs> okay. um, you make me feel good. I want to rub you down. I want to sex you up. You made me feel good. I want to rub you down. I want to make you feel good. <laughs> I want to sex you I want up. To sex you up. To say I want oh, to sex sorry. You up. It would help if I had to me. This is why I'm an audiobook narrator is because I can't remember things. I want to sex you up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> okay. Okay. You're probably not going to remember this one. We can do it bit by bit. Okay. So 
when I look into your eyes, I know that it's true. God must have spent a little more time on you. Break no, no, I, I know this song. I don't. I didn't, okay. I didn't know the last one so well. When I look into your eyes, I know that it's true. God must have spent a little more time on you. Yep. You know why yep. this 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 is a thing. This is a thing. It's really hard in these books where I have to play someone who writes lyrics, and I don't have mm. a song, and there's not. I'm not singing it, which is usually that's the case most of the time. Like having yep. to having to make lyrics sound like they're being spoken is a real art form, and it's so hard. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I did that because Jason Clark ended up having to do that for me in Charmer. I didn't realize that would be harder than actually. Well, have you ever tried to just like make up um, like a melody? Yeah, but I mean, they, like that's there are only some authors who are okay, who are who are okay with that. Um, mm. Not okay, but like usually you can't. You're not. You don't have a direct line to the author, so you can't go like, "Hey, do you want me to just make something up for you?" Um, okay. So it's a matter of like trust and or not knowing someone, and usually the case is like just read it like it's a poem, um, and right. it can be it can be hard. That's good to know. Okay, no, we have four more. Means, wait, but that means that she's going to add it to your book. Yep. I mean, <laughs> I, I clearly just want to make you feel good about everything. So, yep. I'm I'm here to make your life easier. I, it's fine. It's really fun. Um. Okay. So, you know it's true. Everything I do, I do it for you. You know it's true. Everything. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tempted to be silly. Sorry. You know, it's true. Silly is also hot. Everything I do. I do it for you. Uh, you just became like an old man all of a sudden. <laughs> Adams to Brian. Brian. Yeah, I went from Ryan Adams to Brian Adams is why. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> oops, I did it again. I played with your heart, got lost in the game. Oh, baby, baby. Oops, I did it again. I played with your heart, got lost in the game. Oh, baby, baby, baby. <laughs> <laughs> if that's, so there's a definite thing that you do. <laughs> the like lowering your voice. That's whisper. Like thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's an uh, it's an utterance as opposed to like uh, an utterance. having, well, I don't know. Yeah, I've never tried to explain this before. How like <laughs> it does change. Good, the voice does change. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. With these hungry eyes, one look at you and I can't disguise. I've got hungry eyes. I feel the magic between you and I. Oh, fuck. Do you know the song? <laughs> yes. I just don't. Uh, <clears throat> it's the, uh, you know, what changes it is the, the, not the cadence, the cadence and the, like the rhythm. Cause then I automatically forget lyrics if I'm not doing it in the rhythm, but I'm looking up, oh, yeah, that makes I'm sense. going to this Eric Carmen lyrics page. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, I he's resourceful. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm going to do more of it. I love it. Do it. Now I've got you in my sights with these hungry eyes. One look at you. And I can't disguise. I've got hungry eyes. I feel the magic between you and I. I want to hold you. So hear me out. I want to show you what love's all about. Darling. Tonight. Now. I've got you in my sight. These hungry eyes. From sexy, you know, guy to serial killer. Oh, oh the angry serial killer. <laughs> it's okay. The romance community loves that too, so you're fine. Good. The romance community loves everything. Keep on their toes. Mm -hmm. God. Okay, there's one more. Okay. I'm too sexy for my shirt. Too sexy for my shirt. So sexy it hurts. I'm, I'm too sexy for my shirt. 
I'm too sexy for my shirt. Ah, I'm so, I'm so sexy. It hurts. <laughs> Ow. Ow. It doesn't really hurt. I'm in pain. <laughs> How sexy I am. Oh, good Lord. Uh, <laughs> all right. Good, good song choices one. there. Good song choices. <clears throat> Thanks. So I actually did have the Rick, Rick Astley one in there too. But yeah, I thought you would. <laughs> never, I'm never going to let you down. Nope. See, I forgot it because it's not in the cadence. <laughs> never, I'm All never right. going to run around and desert you. I'm never going to make you cry. I'm never going to say goodbye. I'm never going to tell a lie. And hurt you. Aw, Rick. <laughs> Aw, Rick. Rick. <laughs> you Rick Astley, that shit. <laughs> um, <clears throat> okay. So on the flip side, what have you learned from reading all these steamy romance novels? Like, does it change the way you look at dating and relationships and what you want in a life partner? Have you learned some new moves? <laughs> um. No, I'm worse at sex by far now. <laughs> because you, because I'm old. like know the expectations now, and you're like completely freaked out. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, yeah. no, I don't even know. I'm, I'm still pretty good at it. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think when I was like 22, I was like. Yeah, I'll do anything all the time. And now I'm tired. <laughs> um, no, I, I, uh, I think I've been going through the process of what a person, a lot of people go through when they live in LA, particularly on the east side of LA, mm -hmm. is um, love can kind of die for you. It's really, really hard <laughs> to date Yep. It doesn't make sense. <clears throat> yeah. It seem like, I mean, I'm a culprit of it where it's like, holy shit, I'm in love. And then the fucking two weeks later, it's like, whoa, you're not who I thought you were. Or, whoa, you don't even like me. Uh, um, I don't know. There's, it's, I think everybody goes through this, like, <clears throat> a lot of yeah. trials here. It's, it's like, it's hard to, if you're a person who previously was monogamous, you definitely at the very least question that um and you know these these books are very often like set in that context of like love is real it's gonna happen yeah and it's gonna be hard but it's for sure gonna happen to you um and that's that playbook doesn't translate to life really yeah. at all here <clears throat> um yeah. so i mean i I've started playing with the idea that I don't even know if I want to be monogamous um, with someone. Uh, I, I, I certainly am. I'm still a romantic, but I'm not nearly on the scale that I was when I was younger. Like when I was a kid, I was hopeless. Like I just wanted, I fell the fuck in love with anybody that anybody that not with anybody, but whoever I fell in love with, it was I was a goner. Like there was no like there was no turning back. I couldn't alter how I felt at all until it like dissipated naturally. Um and that was unhealthy. Um thank God that's not how it is anymore. Thank God I have like some semblance of control. Um but so so the the books I, I mean I tend to go like, well, fuck this. <laughs> it's like, like <laughs> You just went the other way. Like, wow. This is not going to, you know, it's, yeah. Cause I mean, I'm like, is this ever going to happen? It, and in a lot of cases it's like, well, I can go like, this is fun as fantasy, but it's certainly not what I actually want now in my life. I don't, I, this like big sweeping thing. I want a simple, peaceful love yeah. in my life. That's what I can say for sure. But still, but still with one person because you were saying not necessarily monogamous. like do you actually enjoy dating for the sake of dating yeah i like or? meeting people i'm friends with a lot of people okay. i've dated and like yeah. very deep loving friendships um uh so i you know 
I and it just transitioned, or you you mean you became friends after you started dating? It's 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 a lot. It's a mixed bag. Um, mm, there, that's cool. <laughs> it's a mixed bag. There's a bag <laughs> of women. <laughs> uh, a satchel of women. <laughs> um, no, I, you know, there's there there have been cases where it was it was like somebody who I was already friends with, and then. We dated to see, to see what it was like, and then turns out that wasn't the right thing. And then we end up being, it somehow either brings us closer or it's just a different variant on a friendship. Um, and then there are people that I met and then we like had a, we hooked up immediately and then maybe dated for a while or just hooked up. And then, you know, it was just a matter of uh, being like, you know what, we're cool as is. We don't have to do this. And I'm excited to know you, you know, kind of thing. Aww. There's yeah, so it's a lot of <clears throat> do you ever, do you use the, like apps or websites ever? Or? I use only websites. I use farmersonly.com, <laughs> and I'm just looking for a hometown hero gal who can rope me up and toss me on the back of her saddle and. <laughs> Hopefully, she doesn't put me down in, in the storm in the storm room. Um, in the freezer any tornado yeah it it went from a hallmark movie for a second there to now like you know like hbo you know and then now it's like passion i just reverse the the harrison ford trope of like snapping women up and saying you're mine i want to be snapped up i want to be wooed i want to be taken (laughs) okay well this Uh, leads into the next (laughs) so So in Troublemaker, Alex Vega was a single dad and his seven-year-old son, Ryder, was trying to hook him up with his second grade teacher. And he tried to make her jealous by asking her to help him set up a dating profile for his dad. (laughs) And I had Ryder like answer all these dating profile questions on his dad's behalf. And it was really funny and cute. But I thought it'd be fun if we could pretend to set up a dating profile for for you, Zachary Weber, with some questions that I have lovingly devised for you. Oh, okay. As long as- figure out- but this is where I, I add the disclaimer that this is not real. <laughs> Zachary. This as long is- as it's we'll see. Stop. I'm drinking water to prepare. What? Yeah. Oh, go. go. <laughs> if. If you were playing, I sent you this one. If you were playing a little Regency romance sexy role-playing game, which character would you want to be? A rake, mm. an evil duke, mm. a humble stable boy, a naughty carriage driver, or anything else you can think of? Um, I'm in the midst of re-watching Game of Thrones, and I watched Downton Abbey a few months ago for the first Interesting. So I'm in this world. Okay. The carriage driver... I, I, you said naughty. Um, mm-hmm. not well, doesn't have to be. <clears throat> but Tom and Downton Abbey is the character I admire the most because he's, mm. a, yeah, he's in the midst of the class warfare and he's you know, proclaimed so. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess he was pretty naughty for sleeping with. <laughs> I mean, a little. Um, but uh, that that would be my intellectual response but my initial response would absolutely be stable stable guy stable, <laughs> stable boy well a la wesley princess bride situation that sounds way more fun nice. rolling in a. yep yep okay okay if you were going to an 80s themed party on a date with someone that you really like and want to impress mm. who would you dress like <laughs> for instance the miami vice guys Tom Cruise from Top Gun, Tom Cruise from Risky Business, Michael Jackson, Magnum P.I., Han Solo, Ferris Bueller, oh. Michael J. Fox from Back to the Future, Scarface, or Mr. T, or anyone else that you can think of. Anyone else I can think of. Um, I already kind of dress like Michael J. Fox in Back to <laughs> <laughs> the same fucking denim jacket every day as acid walk. Uh, Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's got like little brown lapel flares, and it's uh, it's got big weird nice. and I put pins on it that say bad words. Anyway, <laughs> Michael J. Fox, somewhere between. And you have a skateboard. Vicious and Michael J. Fox. Um, I know that's more of the seventies. Um, I would probably eighties themed dance party. 
yeah i mean i when i think 80s i think musicians not uh movies movie, okay. movie characters but i i don't identify fashion wise with anyone from depeche mode even though i love depeche mode the most because i don't wear leather mm -hmm. i hate leather um but like oh, what's another oh, who you know bands like echo and the bunnymen like i'd say mm -hmm. yeah like big shoulders though. Like, like big shoulder pads you know aka echo i guess yeah well like okay. big you know big jack long uh, uh trench coat style jackets and weird hair and button down mm -hmm. shirts uh you know uh i like it slacks and boots slacks and boots slacks <laughs> britches and boots <laughs> yeah i think i think that would be a hot date night for you yeah i mean go with that if you're going uh, to an 80s night i'm like i am <laughs> as soon as the world's allowed to breathe that's what i'm doing okay good um if you were a shifter what kind of animal would you be oh. a bear or a wolf or a unicorn for instance oh um uh yeah i think I, i'd have to choose more than one i'm sorry um Okay. I think like um, an otter would be really nice because they, <laughs> they seem very happy-go-lucky and fun. Yep. And they also can do fast stuff and go into the water they're fast and go into the water and they're cute. <laughs> <laughs> and then okay. something like uh, <sighs> like an elk, you know, like something strong and fast mm -hmm. in the forest but like it doesn't have a big time carnivorous foe, like a mountain lion would attack nice. me, but smart, but, but like, it's not like a, a lion to a gazelle where it's like, you're right. likely to end up in somebody's mall. Um, I don't know, some sort of woodland uh, hoofed thing. <laughs> a woodland hoofed thing that goes fast. Yeah, And then also sounds like you want to go fast. I would definitely do like wolf. Wolf is always on the list. Wolf is always on that list. Is always on the list. Okay. Hot. So when I was still living in LA, I went through this phase where I was hanging out with a bunch of 20 something like actor musicians. And I started categorizing them based on what kind of monkey or ape they reminded me of, which, which probably sounds offensive, but I happen to love monkeys and apes. So the question is, would you say that when you were a younger man or perhaps even now, were you a capuchin, a baby orangutan, a spider monkey, a chimpanzee, or a gorilla, or some other kind of monkey or ape that I can't think of. How do you spell capuchin? Capuchin. I, I mean, I think it's C-A-P-U-C-H-I-N. C-A-P-U. Are you, oh, you're Googling it to see what it looks oh. like. It's like if you watched Friends, that's what um, yeah, Ross had. I, yeah. Um, can you say the list again? Capuchin, baby orangutan, spider monkey which is the, like just the really long what? limbs, chimpanzee or a gorilla? Um, uh, I think I identify closest with a capuchin. Um, Interesting. Spider monkeys, I always thought I was more clo closer to. I've often said like, uh, you know, that that was, I've said before, I want, like, I want to be a spider monkey, <laughs> but really I, interesting. But I, but now that I'm looking at photos of them, I'm like, nah. <laughs> some of them are cute. Not into it. <laughs> capuchin. I'm going to say capuchin. Maybe Rangan okay, is okay. very cute though. Jeez. They're so cute. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stare at them all day. Yeah. Okay. Well, capuchins are very entertaining. So yeah. They they seem like they seem like they like are very. I follow one on Instagram. They seem very. <laughs> one named really one named George, and he's very cute. They seem like they are. They're like, they're very human in like a in a way. Yeah. Hey, what are we, what are we gonna do? You guys want to hang out? You guys want to look at some stuff? Where are we gonna eat? Yep. Yeah. I think they're the ones that get sent into space. I could be wrong about that, but <laughs> I heard one of them was. Anyways. Not chimp. Um. 
Um, so name a movie or TV series or episode that you think is really sexy, like either in general or like a specific scene that you liked. Oh. What comes to mind? Um, I being right in the midst of Game of Thrones right now. <laughs> I didn't watch it with as much a, attention as I did the or the first time I did not watch it with as much intent. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say a lot of stuff and a lot of names, and you don't like. Yep. Watching it now, I'm paying a lot of attention. But mm-hmm. that stand like everybody is obsessed with with John and Egret, um, that that love story, and I love it, and I also love that they're real life lovers. Mm-hmm. Um, but Rob and uh, Lisa, 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 I can't remember. Um, their their relationship is so much more entrancing to me. I th- I think it's mm-hmm. not it's not as like it's not as integral to like the overall story. So I think people latched on to the John Egret thing. There was a lot of like key lines there, but the, the simplicity of Rob and Lisa's Lisa, <laughs> I don't remember her fucking name, their relationship. And plus I think she's so hot. I just think she's so hot. okay. that their, their love scenes are, are very gratifying to me. Yeah. <clears throat> Good answer. Thank you. Um, if you could only smell one scent on a wound for the rest of your life, what would it be? Um, <laughs> it could be anything. What, what is the first thing that came to mind? Uh, lavender. Lavender was the first thing that came to mind. And then because I ha- happen to have tea tree oil and I've been putting it in my, in a shower, in my a shower every now and then. <laughs> that. But then the third one was very romantic, where it's like hopefully somebody that I love will have the pheromones that I'll want to always yes. smell. Mm-hmm. So those are, I guess, I guess my answers to that. Right. Um, fill in the blank. You can add blank to almost anything, and it will be delicious. Um. Uh, Eggs. Okay. Almost anything. Any particular way of making the fried egg? A fried egg over easy. I can. I I think I would. That's actually a good answer. Put it on a salad. Put it on a burger. Put it on a sandwich. Put it on. That's smart. Even a pizza. Yeah. 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 All right. Okay. Last one. Explain one of your tattoos to me. Like why you got it and what it looks like and. Mm. Mm. Uh, I can imagine him looking like at himself, like, okay, which one do I pick? Twisting <laughs> <laughs> my arm around, like, oh, I um, there's one that this uh, this dude Tito did, and uh, it's just a drawing he made, and I think it's so fucking cool. Um, did he design it? Yeah, he just, he just, it's something that just came out of his mind. And it's these two like sort of amoebas humanoid creatures, one with uh, like sort of wings for a for a head, um, and the and the the face the faces of both these creatures are very abstract. One one has wings on the side of its head, and the other has what looks like sort of a sunburst for a head, um, and both of their faces are melting together. Um, oh, and I have not spent a lot of time like trying to figure it out because I don't really want to, because it's so, it's so strange and, yeah. and just alluring and in concept that I would rather not, that I would rather not know what it means. I mean, it could mean like, you know, truly understanding a person, truly connect, yeah. truly acknowledging another person's, differences but still being able to conform to the other person's needs you know something like that mm-hmm. um if it's in that realistic context but it's like it's it also tells like a story like it could be very well some sort of you know fan, fantasy tale about two creatures that need to connect in such a way in order to harness some sort of power to 
can love it. battle the antagonist of the story. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's that one. That's probably the one I've least explored the meaning of. So, <laughs> yeah. That sounds wonderful. I love it. Um, okay, I feel like we need to jump ahead to my one last thing, and then we'll do some listener questions. So this is called Fuck or Fight. This is the Kimmy <laughs> Loring segment <laughs> where you have the option of either doing a triple fuck or yelling at me. <clears throat> and I know you might not feel comfortable yelling right now, although I guess you kind of already have a lot. So, um, but the backstory being that when I, I talked to Connor Crazy Mackenzie Cartwright on this podcast end of last year, I like praised Connor for his performance of a fuck, fuck, fuck that he did in an audiobook, And then he surprised us by doing it like five minutes later when we were talking about something else. So you can either do a fuck, 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 or yell at me. And if you would like, I can present you with some things to yell at me, or you can just fucking yell at me, right. like whatever you want. Is the is yelling at you, ranting at you, or just absolutely okay? Um, just go for it. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Should I? That's open to interpretation as to what's happening with fuck, fuck, fuck. Or is it absolutely fuck, fuck. That's uh, well, I, well, I would love it to be a sexy fuck, fuck, fuck. But yeah, I mean, she, it, it was a sexy. I, I don't fuck, want you to fuck, stub fuck. your toe. <laughs> <laughs> Don't like stub your toe and say fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> it has to be. <laughs> Think of the context here. I mean, this these Think are of... romance listeners. Come on. Yes, got it. Oh, wait. Yeah, I thought you were going to ask me a question and then. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> you get to <laughs> Sorry, no, you get to, that's actually a good idea. I should ask you a question, but um, no, you have the option of either doing a triple fuck or just yelling at me. You get to choose. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, fuck or fight. <laughs> uh, I don't want to fight you. We already fight so much. Um, uh, <laughs> okay, all right, give me a second. I'm so nervous. Why am I so? This made me so nervous. Okay, fuck. Huh. I, I'm. So, I don't know why I'm paralyzed. I don't know. I don't know either because you I, must do this like every day when you're working. No, I know. Why is this happening, Kaylee? Why is this happening to me? <laughs> I don't understand. I'm usually very good at saying fuck. I say fuck all fucking day. I don't need. I don't need to. I don't need to like like draw up anything from the wells of my bowels to in order to say fuck. <laughs> Maybe I'm a little bit afraid of the idea that it sounds like I'm orgasming on a microphone and it's, people are going to hear it and not in the context of a story. So I'm just sitting here, just coming in my sitting underneath my loft bed with my microphone. And making orgasm sounds because maybe that's implied. Maybe that's kind of implied because that's what this is all about. It's all this big conspiracy about come and and I'm sick. I'm sick of I'm sick of the people that run this. The game is rigged. It's rigged. My come is not for sale. That's another. Sign that's gonna go out on the lawn. <laughs> Come is not for sale. <laughs> Come 2024. <laughs> That'd be great if Come ran for president. Anyway, that's uh, okay. That was fun. I didn't naturally find it. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I was just gonna sink into a hole. That <laughs> scared me so much. Oh, okay. I enjoyed that. Thank you very much. So these are, um, these are questions from the group. We still have some time. Yeah. Hey, wait, um, I, what? I, I prepared for the two truths and a lie. Well, that's coming after. Oh, uh, okay. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> Cause I did too. And I would have loved more days to prepare Viv. Bite, so thanks bite thanks me. for sending it last night. Bite me. <laughs> Um, so this is from Val Wall, who is a cutie patootie. And her question is, if you lost your voice, what will you do in life then? Kind of a thinker, huh? Um, I guess I would just write. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> I guess that. <laughs> I guess I would write or draw. I would definitely move home and start painting something because there's nothing for me. I wouldn't be able to afford anything. I would be poor. I would be poor. Right. That's the first thing that would happen is I would have mm-hmm. no money. <laughs> uh, but then I think I would do something with my hands. Do you still paint at all or, or draw? I haven't in so long. I've been drawing more recently, which feels great. That's good. Yeah. Um, so she also said, I thought it was very cute and you don't have to, but she says, you seem so artistic or poetic a person. Could you make up a poem about Kaylee Loring as we speak? <laughs> yeah, like now. I kind of feel like what you just yelled at me was a delightful yeah. poem <laughs> of sorts. Okay, if I could just put it in iambic pentameter. Could you? Alas, poor Kaylee. Have you forsaken me? I sat here underneath my bed, on bended knee, trying my best. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you always go to the old man voice? <laughs> For doing my worst amidst sounds of spring, but not a thing is so. Daunting as speaking with Haley Laurie. <laughs> that was way off contaminant. I didn't do more of Dr. Susian than Shakespeare. It was magnificent. <laughs> you rhymed daunting with Kaylee Loring. That was perfect. It's always, it's always daunting with Kaylee Loring. Yeah. <sighs> well, Sarah McQueen wanted to ask if you could have any animal as a pet, what would it be? Obviously you have a cat now, but is any is animal like a monkey situation or any animal? A pig. Absolutely. Oh my God. That reminds me of this. There was an IG story that you did. That was so funny where you're talking to your girlfriend, the pig who was in the bathtub yeah. wearing a shower cap. That was brilliant. Nice times with all the cats and things. Yeah. <laughs> so you want like a potbelly pig or just a regular little pink pig? A, a, a little one. I, you know, even if I have the space for a big babe. <laughs> yeah, I want a babe. Yeah. I want a babe. So cute. Yeah, that's pretty cute. They're supposed to be good pets. Um, <clears throat> so Christina says, uh, you mentioned in a, another podcast that you're going to be doing a video game as a voice actor. Is that something that you plan on doing more of? Yeah. Um, she. I, what were you going to say? She says, I bet you'd be f- fantastic in Life is Strange 3. Life is Strange 3. I don't know that game. I'm not a gamer anymore. I was such a gamer when I was a kid and now I've like totally lost it. Um, I, I, but I, yeah, I'm doing this video game called Romancelvania, which is pretty cool. Yeah. It's like a side scroller slash like, uh, I'm not, I actually don't know how to, I can't remember the name of the style of game. I'm just so, I feel like such an old man. Um, what's it called? Um, uh, uh, <laughs> as I get older. It's, uh, <laughs> We've aged you. Oh, it's a Metroidvania. So it's like a... Uh, Metroidvania, okay. I think. Yeah, and it's, so it's like pseudo side scroller. And then there are moments where the story is about Dracula, but he's thrust into a... A, like a, a reality TV dating show <laughs> by his friend okay. Grim Reaper. Um, I've only done one session now, but I, they're building out the game still. Um, but it looks really fun and really fucking hilarious. So is it like a choose your own adventure type thing where you, like, of, you choose I mean, his answer? And- I think, yeah. Uh, yeah. You have to like respond to questions and then like <laughs> fall in love with various magical crazy creatures. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, and I would love That's to awesome. more video games. It's it's a uh, it seems like so much fun. Um, How do you get into that? You have to audition. Uh, oh, you do. They, they I mean, that world is the VO world at all is so like they usually want you know a seasoned <laughs> seasoned pros, um, which I feel like I'm already getting there now. So I just have to 
I have to sort of corner my. Well, you've done over 500 audiobooks, so that better count as being a seasoned pro. Yeah, <laughs> come on. Absolutely. No, I've, I'm, I'm, I plan to, to work on that pretty soon. Okay, good. So this is a fun one from Angela Sipperly. <clears throat> Pay attention now. You discover that life will cease to exist on Earth in 24 hours. Doesn't matter how. Money and travel logistics are not an issue. At the end of the world, where are you? Who are you with? And what are you doing? I would line up all my hottest friends and have an mm -hmm. orgy, do every kind of yep. drug possible, <laughs> and uh, drink. Drink and eat. Where? Order all... Where? <laughs> I mean, a yard is fine. If the weather's... <laughs> Yard. <laughs> I'll probably go to my band yard and be like, "Hey, can I invite people over? Doesn't matter if we get close." <laughs> AOC was right. It's here. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, the world burning, burning to the crisp. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think I'd just go pick up some, pick up some wine, and uh, I mean, I'd spend all my chill. on wine, the most expensive wine mm. yet be like guys we should just play music and then have sex with people um, we should have like a roman style like orgy maybe rent out in a yard <laughs> we'll start at the yard so we can plan bacchanalia in the yard exactly and then you know set up some charcuterie and be like where's a bathhouse near like a whole hotel or something and then just go like fucking pools and stuff <laughs> <laughs> fucking pools. <laughs> yeah. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. The trouble would be getting anyone to believe me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where's the proof? It's Ugh. like, come on, Zach. Really? The end of the world? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I can't tell you how. It doesn't matter how. <laughs> I know I have some powers of persuasion, but like, <laughs> this, there is a dating app I use. And if I was like, hey, uh, Megan, <laughs> we've only talked a little bit, but you seem great. Do you want to die together? In a pool in my backyard? In a pool in my friend's yard? <laughs> with, yard. The, with really the expensive wine. <clears throat> yeah. All right. That's a hard one. Mm -hmm. Um. Well, you put an awful lot of thought into it, so... <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, so this is Carrie Wallace, who is fun. She simply wants to know, she has a potato-based question. <laughs> French fries, curly, regular, wedges, or tots? Tots. Tots. Going for the tots. Everyone tots. <clears throat> okay, a so this is- A palm frite, like a very, very, very- A palm frite. A crispy, crispy- Oh, I love those. Mm -hmm. Truffle oil. Ooh. Too to go with your really expensive wine at the end of the world. Oh yeah, yeah. with a nice aioli. Chianti. <laughs> um, okay, so <laughs> she has not a question, just do your Teddy Hamilton impression. Because <laughs> you haven't been doing enough impressions for the last 24 hours. Okay, there's this, hold on. Let me find something to read. <laughs> uh, can... Oh wait, I'll be right back. Hold on, one second. I love it. <laughs> I love how he gets so enthused about it, you know? No. It's just like, oh, I know exactly. Let me go get it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you ready? Is that you, Teddy? Yeah. <clears throat> oh, my God. Love allows us to enter paradise. Still, many of us wait outside the gates, unable to cross the threshold, unable to leave behind all the stuff we have accumulated that gets in the way of love. We've not been guided on love's path for most of our lives. We usually do not know how to begin loving or what we should do and how we should act. Much of the despair young people feel about love comes from their belief that they are doing everything right or that they have done everything right and love is still not happening. Their efforts to love and to be loved just produce stress, strife, and perpetual discontent. In my 20s and early 30s, I was confident. I knew what love was all about. Yet every time I fell in love, I found myself in pain. The two most intense partnerships in my life were both, okay, it's getting so dark. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say. That's <laughs> what I chose to read Bell. Teddy who? I chose to read Bell Hooks and Teddy Hamilton's voice. Mm -hmm. Wow, that That's was, kind of awesome. uh, that was 
Wow. Okay. Yeah, no, I see him. And that was, yeah. well, it's so interesting because, I mean, he grew up in California, Southern California, right? But he has this like almost Southern or like Colorado kind of Not thing. Like, what is it? Thing. There's like a blend going on there. It helps to impersonate him because I've seen his face move when he talks. Right. <laughs> right. Whereas, like, you know, if I'm doing like, well, I, I've seen. I've seen Shane enough. I've seen Jason yeah. once, but that's also enough. I've seen Joe mm -hmm. once. That's enough. I've seen Sebastian once. I still can't quite get him down because I haven't seen him in real life. Um, so you're saying you can do impressions of Shane, Joe. Yeah, uh, Shane, Joe, Jason. Can't really do that. Any more work. Um, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of it. Mm -hmm. So, like seeing how their mouth moves. Yeah, being able to like to to make like when anytime I want to impersonate somebody, usually if you contort the face to what whatever they're doing, mm. that makes it a lot easier. Because like if you just think about the way they move their face, like that's a lot of the reason people sound the way they sound. Um, mm. Because like that's the way that like literally the air comes out of the mouth and the way the sound uh, travels with the air. So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Should I read more of the other guys? I mean, kind of. Do you want to? Yeah, I, I didn't want to ask, but I'm kind of curious. Yeah, I'm going to take all their jobs because I'm going to impersonate them like an AI bot. Get over yourself. No, I don't want to do that. I already work too much. Yeah. Okay, here I'll try. Maybe try and guess who it is. Okay. Okay. Love allows us to enter paradise. Still, many of us wait outside the gates, unable to cross the threshold, unable to leave behind all the stuff we have accumulated that gets in the way of love. If we have not been guided on love's path for most of our lives, we usually do not know how to begin loving or what we should do and how we should act. Much of the despair young people feel about love comes from their belief that they're doing everything right or that they have done everything right. Love is still not happening. I'm reading the same. How did I skip to the same fucking thing? It's actually was, great, though. Yeah. And that was Jason. It's like you're all auditioning yeah. for the same little part. That was Jason. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, let me see here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We learn about love in childhood, whether our homes are happy or troubled, our families functional or dysfunctional. The original school of love cannot remember ever wanting to ask my parents to define love. To my child's mind, love was the good feeling you got when family treated you like you mattered and you treated them like they mattered. Love was and only about good feeling. In early adolescence, when we were whipped and told that these punishments were for our own good, or I'm doing this because I love you, my siblings and I oh are confused. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that one? Just Dylan Thomas. <laughs> Thomas. That was gorgeous. Yeah. The voice you love to take to bed. <laughs> Whatever. Is that, what, is that his his catchphrase? That's yes, his tagline, yeah. But now he also has new merch and it's like, uh, talk British to me. Uh, so I'm like, okay. Very cute. Mm -hmm. sure. Anyway. Well done. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so. Sorry, real quick. I used a, car, yeah. a Hallmark card from my grandma as a bookmark for this Bell Hooks book, which is so off base. Aww. <laughs> It's just not, it's just not the same kind of person. Anyway, go ahead. You're so fucking adorable. Um, so Nancy Billows, uh, so she, she says you've played so many different pro athletes. Is there a favorite team or sport that you actually follow? Um, I would say I care most about the NBA, uh, in that mm. it's kind of the only one I actually care about. And I don't even actually care about it that much, but I <laughs> I like basketball, watching it only. Um, and because it's fast, because it's fast paced, <laughs> because 
I don't know. It's just, it's to me, it's just so much more fun. Like more stuff happens and it's not 40 hours long. So you don't have to sit around. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like I'm, I'm such a reverse Texan. Cause I grew up in like the heart of sports. Yeah. The Cowboys and the Texas Rangers and the Dallas stars and the Dallas Mavericks all played within, you know, 40 miles of me. So it's like, Everyone was obsessed. It was all anything was about. So I really, yeah. really don't care. Um, but basketball is fun. And I watched the NBA. And I, for a time there, was a huge Dallas Mavericks fan. Are you, do you like the Lakers? No, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Definitively, no. <clears throat> fun to watch the Lakers play. I will say that it's always fun to go to a game. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you have a favorite candy? Um, Probably going to send it to you, by the way. Yay! Um, <laughs> I like uh, like I like a lot of old people candy. Like I like Rolos. I like a big bag of Rolos. <laughs> do they still make and sell those? Yeah. Yes, they do. Really? They, yep, they do. I went through a Werther oh phase. But I'm really I'm, anything that's like chocolate chocolate chewy chewy chocolate um I, well that's hard on your dentures <laughs> I, it's worth it <laughs> i don't like i don't like anything i don't like anything super sugary tart anymore like i was obsessed when i was a kid as everybody is but i don't like i won't even i have zero desire to eat like uh, taffy or like uh, <laughs> you know Okay. Don't send him taffy. Don't you dare send Nancy. <laughs> send him <clears throat> We turn to sender. Okay. Um. Well, we can do the truth, truth and a lie and dinner guest now. I guess I'll just say, so I, I do, I have you booked. Do you even remember this? Because we booked it a long time ago. <laughs> I have you booked for one of my books in like an upcoming series. Yeah. That's about three brothers. Yeah. So it's going to be like you and Teddy and Jason are brothers. And you're going to be doing duet narration with Emily Wizeller. Have you ever met her? I haven't met her. Uh, I followed her on Instagram and then she never followed me back. So they <laughs> <laughs> knew. Oh, Emily. I like married her circles. And, and so I, was, I think we already have worked together. We just haven't met. So I don't know. Oh, you have worked with her? Oh, cool. We did a, yeah. I'm sure she just didn't see the notification. Yeah. That that it's okay. Well, I'll make sure to have the producer <laughs> connect to to Emily. That. <laughs> Follow uh, that. Okay. Anyways, well, I'm looking forward to that. <clears throat> yeah. So when is that more or less coming out? Do you know? Well, I think you record in September, yeah, so it's actually okay. it's a while away. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I know. <laughs> That's good. I don't know. That's good. Well, we as listeners, we like to kind of know what's coming up, and so that's always a, a plus when the office says, "Oh yeah, it's coming sometime in September, October, November, full <clears> blank," <throat> and we're like, "Yeah, we have something to look forward to." Well, was there anything else you wanted to talk about that you know is coming out soon besides Freed, which will be? Well, do you know when that's going to release? Like the book hasn't come out yet, right? No, I have no idea. It's going to be a simultaneous release, probably. Um, it, probably. I think. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, it is. Okay. <laughs> I'm never in the know. I never know anything. And also, I yeah, I'm doing a, I'm doing a bunch of books. Uh, my sister's getting married at the beginning of May, and I'm officiating her wedding. Aww. Very small thing, but I'm so nervous because I want to be a nice thing for my sis. Aww. But uh, so I'm fo pretty dead focused on that after <laughs> after free. That's wonderful. Is that going to be in Texas? No, she uh, she lives in Palo Alto, so it's going to be mm. uh, it's it's in Tahoe. Oh, nice! Yeah. Oh, that's great. That'll be a nice time to be there. Oh yeah. Do you have? So do you just have? I was actually going to ask you about siblings. Do you just have a, a sister? No, it, uh, my sister is two years younger than me. My brother is six years younger than me. You're the oldest. <laughs> Everyone, I would have guessed that. Oh, fucking surprise! <laughs> really. Sorry. <laughs> it's such a cliche. No, not always. Um, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. okay. Well, I just feel like 
I've learned so much about you today. <laughs> it's going to be great. Me all the questions. And I don't know how to not tell everything. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Kaylee and Zach, for being part of the Audiobook Living family. And Zach, for being Kaylee's first official guest in her new series of It's Never Boring with Kaylee Loring. Um, if you are not following them on social media, please do so, especially Zach. I mean, it's really cool that he does all this stuff on Instagram where he's I think that's the one social media that you're on all the time compared to the other ones. So that's definitely where you want to go. Literally bigger. all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 If he's awake. That's what he's doing. Yeah. So please make sure to follow um, us also on social media platforms. And until next time, happy listenings. A heartfelt thank you to all of our audiobook love and podcast Patreon. Special thanks to Jen Franklin, Brittany Cottingham, Leanne Schwartz, Christy Reitz, Chrissy Font, Rhonda Pezzarello, Evelyn Clarisi, Michelle DaCosta, Michelle Bestard, Farah Blair, Candice Platel, Carol Liebner, Bethany Crane, Teresa Martin, Jennifer Mirabelli, Kaylee Loring, Victoria Butler, Rula Hart, Carrie Wallace, Brittany Robinette Leiter, Don Darsh, Valerie Wall, Sarah McQueen, and Lena Black Pedersen. The Audiobook Lovin' Podcast has special Patreon access levels. Join today to receive early access to podcast episodes, exclusive content with our guests, and much more. Support the podcast by becoming a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash audiobooklovin'. We thank you for your support. Oh, good. You made it to the end. Thank you for joining us for our special series of It's Never Boring with Kaylee Loring on the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast, hosted by Viviana, Enchantress of Books. For links and more info about today's episode or the Audiobook Lovin' series, visit Viviana, EnchantressofBooks.com. Please consider leaving a review whenever you listen to the podcast if you enjoyed today's episode. Until next time... Happy listening.